Here we are now, with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And maybe you can think of someone like that. I know it's eccentric content. I know it's a little bit quirky. And it might feel a bit strange to share it. But maybe you can think of someone. Think of someone who you think might like this. You think might resonate. And pick an episode that's suited to them. Pick it on something that you think they might like. Or pick your favourite. There's a lot to choose from. There's a very wide variety to choose from. Maybe you have to share it and say, well, there's some of this stuff I don't like, some of it I do. Some of it I don't quite agree with, or I don't quite get, but some other bits I do like. Maybe you can add that. But of course, I don't know how you feel about it, really. I hope you enjoy, I hope you're getting something out of it. Today... I'd like to talk about the limbo state. Do you know what it means to be in limbo? It's possible to be in limbo without even knowing it. It's possible to have never even heard of the limbo state, and yet to have it creeping at your heels. Now, is it necessarily a bad thing? Well, no. Things unto themselves are not inherently good or bad. It's just such that awareness makes it so. And there's a related principle that I'd like us to understand, that I'd like us to discuss today here, which is The principle of being in rhythm with something. It's the principle of a kind of dance with the things that are going on in life. Understanding the rhythms of life and being in tune with that rhythm. And this limbo state, this thing that I'd like us to really take a look at, is related to this principle, which is being in tune with the rhythms. Now, there are all sorts of rhythms in life, and perhaps some of them that are related to the limbo state include change of seasons, or festive seasons, or cultural seasons. At certain times of year, certain cultures have certain activities. And these activities, these cultural shifts or these cultural customs, they have a feeling with them. They have a collection of actions that go with them. They have a collection of thoughts, words, expressions, cultural manifestations. All sorts of things, and those things are, well, 
how you know. That's how you know that it's the time of year that it is. And you can get a little sense of this in certain holidays, whether it's Halloween or Easter or Christmas or the New Year. You're getting a sense of something is on, something is happening. And probably the New Year is a big one. You can get a sense of the year being over because certain institutions finish for the year, holidays come along, Family activities happen, certain consumerism buzzing starts to happen, decorations go up for Christmas, all sorts of celebrations are planned for the new year. And you get a sense, there's that sense of something. It's, that, it's, it's not really a feeling, and it's not a sense as in you see it, smell it, or taste it. It's just a grand sense, a deeper sense. And that kind of sense can lend itself to being in limbo. That's the kind of state that limbo is. It's not a state like, oh, I'm excited, or I'm having a peak experience, or I'm having an altered state. And it's not exactly quite the same as a mood either. It's something slow, something faint in the background. And sometimes, maybe another time, you can get a sense of the limbo state is when you're on holidays or when you take time off work or when you finish your work, when you finish a job. Now, there is this thing that if you work for a long time and then you stop, you'll have a kind of withdrawal. And some people get a sense of this when they're on holidays because they work so much. They go on holidays and finally there's no work to be done. And they can't sit still. They keep thinking about work. They keep thinking about what can I do? What am I going to do when I go back? Is everything really finished off how I need it to be? Is everything running as smoothly as I can? And when you lose your job or you finish a career, you have a change in careers or for whatever reason you are out of the job, you can't do that work anymore, you're sort of forced to confront that. You're forced to confront that thing which is addicted to work. And that can lead to, and is in many ways, the start of the limbo state. And one of the ways you can say, well, I don't have a job at the moment, is you say, I'm in limbo. It can be used as a euphemism to say, well, I'm unemployed, or my business has gone bust, or I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And limbo is, in a sense, a kind of lost. It's a kind of not knowing what to do. And there are many traps. There are many things that can fester in the limbo state. There are many things that can actually creep up and they're quite pathological. You can become depressed. You can become sad. You can grow a yearning for 
or a kind of work or a kind of significance. And actually, the limbo state is there for a reason. The limbo state is not something to be resistant to. Now, just because you can become depressed and lost in the limbo state doesn't mean that the limbo state is all bad. The limbo state really is a time for reflection. It's a time for working out deeply what it is you really want. It's a time for confronting those subtle addictions such as neuroses, overthinking, and work. And in fact, in an ideal life, you would set a time to be in limbo. You would set aside time specifically to be in limbo. And that is a kind of high-level organizing of how you make your way through life. It's not the same as a schedule. It's not the same as a routine. It's not the same as a plan of a a tour or a series of events or activities or whatever it is you need to do. It's a conscious choice to actually say, no, I'm not going to do anything for some time. I'm going to fall into a state of lostness. I'm going to be lost for a while and see what happens and see what I find. I'm just going to allow myself to float through life. And this is where you can get really quite amazing lessons as to what it means to be in harmony with life, in rhythm with the beat of the drum. Normally, when we have our schedules and our routines and the things we want to do and the things we plan, we're doing them fundamentally because we think that's how life should be. We're trying to get our life into the way that we think it should be. This is how we should relate to the events in our life, is by organizing them, by making them, by attending them, by working them, by doing them by planning them, by creating them. And this whole thing of how do I live my life, how do I organize my schedule, how do I do my routine, that simply is a game unto itself. That is a game that we all play without sometimes even knowing it. There are degrees of awareness with which you can play that game. And a very, very high level version of that game is to say, no, I'm going to stop this game. I'm not going to do any of that. And I'm going to allow myself to take life as it comes. I'm going to step off from the usual skills that I have the usual tactics that I use for organizing my schedule. 
in order to see it in a different light, to just take a step back and just to see things differently, just to reflect a little bit, to see what I'm not seeing, to see the forest instead of all the trees. And really, that's what holidays are for, right? That's what normally holidays are meant to do. You take a holiday because you want to rejuvenate. Yeah? I need to stop work for some time. I need to go away for some time. Spend some quality time. And really separate work from leisure time. So that when I do come back to work, I am rejuvenated. I do see it with fresh eyes. I do get to see all the things that are a waste of time, all the things that I was doing that I don't need to do. And it's so easy to see it that it's so easy to do it. It's so easy to cut through the mess, cut through the chitter-chatter of your normal, busy, busy life. And the game does continue. The game does still have further things because you can say, well, what about this dichotomy between holidays and work? Why is there such a large division? Shouldn't there be some unity between those two things? And in another version of the game, yes, you actually don't need holidays. In another version of the game, life is play. Work is play. Life is just a play. But to play the game like that, it takes real conscious turning in. It takes changing the skills you have, changing the tactics you normally use for your schedule, for your life, for the rhythm of how things unfold throughout your year. And the intermediary is the limbo state, the state between a low-level game and a high-level game is limbo. It's self-reflection. And you can ask yourself, another way of assessing this, how in tune are you with the rhythms of your culture? And this simply means, well, when it's Christmas, do you feel like it's Christmas? When it's Christmas, do you do the Christmassy things? When it's Halloween, do you do the Halloweeny things? When it's summer, do you do the summer things? And so on. How much do the events around you dictate how you feel and what you're doing? How you're spending your time, how you're organizing your routine and your lifestyle? And if it's very much so, then I can say, well, actually, you're playing the game on quite a low level. It's actually society that's got you, not you that is using these things. When you're in limbo state, the things that the culture is normally doing don't make sense. When you're in the limbo state, you're actually stepping off away from your culture and you're no longer allowing those events to dictate where you are. 
how you feel and what you do. And this will mean, well, it'll be Christmas time and you won't feel like it is Christmas. It'll be the new year and you won't be doing any of the things that all the people are doing normally on New Year's Eve. It might be that you just work straight through. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, day after New Year's Day, they're all work days. And that's not a call for workaholism. Not that's not the call to be a to be a workaholic. This is not to say that you don't have holidays. Because of course it goes the other way. You might have holidays when normally people don't have holidays. And you can get a sense of this if you travel. You can get a sense of this if you go to a different culture. It's really one of the easiest ways to break out of that rhythm. And you can do it in a dramatic way. You can do it in very dramatic ways. Particularly if you're working with the seasons. Go to somewhere where it's summer, when normally it's your winter. Go to somewhere where it's winter, when normally it's your summer. And so on. And usually when you're traveling, you're sort of forced to be in a limbo. You're sort of forced to be in a kind of take-it-as-it-comes. Because you're dealing with new things. You're dealing with things that sometimes take longer than expected. You just have to be patient. You just have to realize that it's going to take some time to figure out what to do and how to do it. And because you're traveling, you don't really have a schedule. You don't really have a routine. And you don't really have big projects. You're just traveling. And so travel is a kind of limbo state. It can be very much congruous with the limbo state. So the schedule, the state, and the self-reflection, and the kind of rhythms of your society, the rhythms of your culture, all have this interplay between them. And in the broadest sense, in the most far out and fundamental way, we can ask, are you a person of the world? Are you a person who has been to and fro in the world? And there's a deep subtlety between being caught up in something and being able to dance with it, being able to go along with its harmonies, being able to go along with its rhythms, and to participate in society consciously, to participate in festive seasons, or holidays, or cultural customs, or festivals, or any of those sorts of things, consciously, you must have an idea of what it means to not do those things. You must have an idea of what it means to be not of this world. To be in this world is to participate 
fully in so many things, in all the things. And not just holidays, but also work. Participating in the world means understanding what it means to have a sense of direction, what it means to be highly motivated, what it means to be driven, what it means to really persist at a difficult project. Now, all that is the opposite of the limbo state. The limbo state is lost. The limbo state is kind of fluffy. The limbo state is taking it easy. The limbo state is, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. But to be really understanding these things, you need to be of the world and to understand what it means to be not of the world. And to be of the world means to really go into things deeply. Consciously. By knowing that it's your choice to do it. By knowing that it's the decision you've made in order to experience this part of life. I want to experience what it means to be driven. I want to experience what it means to be ambitious. I want to experience what it means to really work hard on a big project and get it finished. And that is of the world. These are things that are very much at the forefront of our culture at the moment, our global culture. And then to be not of the world, well, you need to sort of step back. And really, really the limbo state is just the beginning. The limbo state is taking a look at all these things that we do, these action-centered things, as well as the experiences. And just sort of thinking, oh, it's not enough. Now, some people are more inclined to have the limbo state state come onto them than others. People do lose interest in certain things more naturally than others. And I'd like to say that the people that do are really wanting to sense something else. They're trying to sense something more. And it's a funny way of speaking (laughs) that we have to say that something more is not of this world. That thing that is more is actually nothingness. (laughs) It's quite ironic how words end up contradicting themselves. And to illustrate that further, what I mean is that when you go into the limbo state, it seems like you've got a lot less because you're not doing stuff. You're not having experiences. You're not acting certain actions. So it seems like you've got less. There's less going on for you. You're just lost. What's going on in your life? Oh, I'm, I'm in limbo. I'm lost. Not much is going on. And yet really, if you follow this limbo state through to what it's actually pushing you towards, what it actually naturally wants to go towards, you'll find self-reflection. You'll find contemplation. You'll find 
really asking more meaningful questions of yourself. And you'll find things that are more significant. You'll find those subtle skills, those meta-skills. Skills like what it means to create a meaningful lifestyle, what it means to create a meaningful schedule. The skill of knowing what's important. So when it's the right time to do so, embrace the limbo state. And at every turn in life, there is an opportunity to learn something from it. I don't really feel you can get out of this. There's no way to not self-reflect. There's no way to learn, or at least that I've found, there's no way to learn how to live a more meaningful life without reflecting on the life you have. There's no way around, in a sense. There's no way around having the limbo state. There's no way around cultivating the ability to be lost. There's no way around having being lost as a component of your life. Now, we can talk about how big that component is. How long do you need to be lost for before you're really found? What does it mean to be found without even knowing that you were lost? And if you're in the limbo state, you might be telling yourself you're lost and that might be a bad thing. That might be a negative thing. It might be a kind of longing And I'm here to tell you, well, it's actually okay for some time to be lost. It's actually part of your composition. It's part of who you are. And this whole thing of holding yourself to an ambition, a drive, a motivation. Well, that's also part of your composition. That's also part of who you are. So take a look at where you're at. Think about your culture and how it's telling you to act. And look forward to the day when you are completely out of sync with society. Look forward for the day when you can Actually live to your own rhythm. And you can find your own motivations. You can indulge in nostalgia. You can embrace deep determination. And you can flow about softly on the wind. So this has been our discussion of the limbo state.
and the rhythms of society. Thanks very much for tuning in. And that's all I have to say for now.